Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. Man, oh man, first blood has been drawn by the protectors of democracy. If you missed it, the state of Colorado's Supreme Court issued a four to three ruling that Trump is an insurrectionist and therefore by the 14th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States cannot be included on the ballot in the state of Colorado for the presidency of the United States in 2024. This is first blood drawn by the saviors of democracy, those who tell us over and over again that they are trying to protect democracy when with the other hand, they are doing things exactly against protecting democracy. This isn't only an issue about Donald Trump. This is an issue for our democracy. And it is a glimpse into the window of what we can expect in 2024, which is a propaganda campaign like we have never seen. Welcome to Counterthought. On Tuesday evening, the Colorado Supreme Court issued a 4-3 ruling saying that Donald Trump is an insurrectionist or engaged in insurrection and can no longer be on the state of Colorado's presidential ballot in 2024. Now, this ruling came down again in the evening time, but Trump and his team are already planning to appeal this decision to the Supreme Court. Now, because of the stakes of this ruling, the Supreme Court of the United States, so we're going from state now issue to a federal issue, I would expect, and a lot of pundits and legal experts are expecting the Supreme Court is going to take this up immediately and make a ruling before January 4th, or not necessarily make a ruling before January January 4th, but take up this case before January 4th. Now, the significance of that date is that is the date that the state of Colorado has to wait until this decision goes into effect. So Trump's team, more than likely, is going to appeal. They have stated as such. And because this is regarding a presidential nominee, more than likely the nominee, right? We, we all know what's going to happen here. Um, as much as I like DeSantis, he, he's not going to overtake Trump. So this is first blood drawn by the Democrats. And so Trump is going to appeal up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court, knowing that this is a, not only a candidate for the president of the United States, but more than likely going to be the Republican nominee and former president, is going to escalate this. They are going to prioritize this decision. That is the expectation. Now, while the Supreme Court is reviewing this, the, the January 4th date for this to go into effect in the state of Colorado is going to be on hold. Now, a lot of people pundits, I should say, a lot of pundits, depending on which side of the aisle you are on. Like I was watching some MSNBC content last night and, you know, I was watching it so you don't have to. But I was watching some MSNBC content last night and the first thing they're doing is, you know, positioning Trump to be damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. So if Trump 
you know, or when Trump's team appeals to the Supreme Court, they already have in the bag, and this has been brought up multiple times when it comes to the federal, um, the federal lawsuits that he is battling from the DOJ, is that if Trump appeals and will appeal expectedly, go up to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is going to make a ruling. And if the ruling is in favor, in favor, quote unquote, of Trump, so if Trump wins a decision in the Supreme Court, then it's because Trump appointed three of the justices. It's a 6-3 conservative or Republican appointed majority on the Supreme Court. So, you know, Trump actually didn't win. It's just because he got favor from those in his own party that sit in the Supreme Court, you know, the six justices. Then if Trump loses in a Supreme Court decision, whether it be for the state of Colorado or one of these uh, other state um other state lawsuits or the federal lawsuit, then the the Democrats, the pundits, the media, they are going to say, aha, see, you know, see, he is a criminal. He is a criminal. He is an insurrectionist. So Trump is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. If he wins or loses, they have an out. The media, the propaganda has an out to classify him as either a criminal, an insurrectionist, or someone who has received favor from the Supreme Court. You know, they have been attacking the legitimacy of the Supreme Court for years now, for years, not only because Trump appointed three of the nine that are on the Supreme Court, but they have wanted to expand Supreme Court, Supreme Court for quite some time. They have also been attacking lately Clarence Thomas and his wife for donation, not donations, but for gifts that have been received for um, political activism by, by Clarence Thomas's wife to try to undermine the legitimacy of the court. And why? Why? Because they want to undermine the legitimacy of Donald Trump and any future Republican president after Trump. So what we see here is an attack on democracy, regardless of Trump. You may have been focused over here, right? Looking this direction at the state cases in New York and in Georgia, and then the federal cases in DC and in Florida saying, oh, well, you know, we're focused on these four cases. They're not going to get Trump over here. You know, this, that, and the other thing from the legal analysis. However, Colorado over here and their Supreme Court just issued this ruling again on Tuesday evening for three decision that Trump can no longer be on their ballot. He is disqualified for their ballot. But Colorado is not the first state to actually uh, go this route. So the case against Trump has been brought by a political watchdog group. And we have seen cases like this already go through the system in Michigan and Minnesota. And those Supreme Courts ruled that, you know, Trump is going to remain on the ballot. However, Colorado took a different approach. Colorado ruled that Trump is, um, is guilty of the insurrection on January 6th. And because of that, because of the 14th Amendment, I believe, Article 3, he can no longer be on the ballot. However, the analysis or some of the legal analysis, I believe the legitimate legal analysis, not the legal analysis that you would receive um, from many others who tend to be on the likes, like I said, I was watching MSNBC <clears throat> just to hear what they were saying. 
the clause, the instruction clause says that the, let's see, it states that whoever previously took, who previously took oaths to support the constitution as quote, a member of Congress unquote, quote, officer of the United States or quote, member of any state legislature or an executive or judicial officer of any state cannot engage in a rebellion against it. Now, this is an analysis um, from from Ty Cobb, former White House lawyer, says the issue of the case is, is Trump an officer of the United States in the context in which that term in Article 3 of the 14th Amendment is used? In 2010, Chief Justice John Roberts, who still resides as one of the justices on the Supreme Court, explained in Free Enterprise that people don't vote for officers of the United States, right? We vote for elected officials. We don't vote for for officers. Officers would be people who are appointed by those who have been elected <clears throat> to, let's say, a state legislature or a governor or the president of the United States. And then Cobb references some Supreme Court decisions that officers in, that do not include officers as president or vice president. So president and vice president are not considered officers. And that is what Trump's team has been arguing is that, hey, I was president of the United States and I am not an officer. So therefore, the 14th Amendment does not apply to me. That is separate from even, you know, saying like, hey, I may have done these things, but it doesn't apply to me. This is just saying, you know, blanketly, this does not apply to me. The 14th Amendment does not apply to me because I am not, quote, an officer, an executive. So the Supreme Court is going to be, all eyes are going to be now on the Supreme Court. And the attacks are going to continue, going back to the intro, with this propaganda machine. Attacking the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. I heard it last night. Should Clarence Thomas refuse, uh, uh, should Clarence Thomas recuse himself because of the allegations that have come out against him, the details that have come out against with you know, receiving gifts from, from, from friends and going on trips on a buddy's yacht and, you know, hunting trips and all these different kinds of things. And his, the activism from, by his wife, um, Jenny Thomas, should he recuse himself? Should those who were appointed to the Supreme court, uh, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh and Coney, Coney Barrett, should they recuse themselves because they were appointed by president Trump? You know, all these attacks are going to have already begun and are now are going to get ratcheted up to 11 to uh, delegitimize the Supreme Court because again, they want to win regardless of a Trump win or a Trump loss when it comes to the Supreme Court ruling. Again, if Trump wins and the Supreme Court rules in his favor by at least a 5-4 majority that what the state of Colorado ruled last night is, is incorrect and that Trump should be on the ballot in the state of Colorado, then they're going to say, oh, it's because three of the six justices are appointed by Trump and there are six justices that are appointed by Republican presidents and Trump is a Republican and therefore, you know, it is favoritism. Then if Trump loses, they're going to say, aha, because he is an insurrectionist and he did commit legal, illegal activity, so on and so forth. And he is a tyrant, blah, blah, blah. That whole tyrant argument has really been ratcheted up over this past week 
if you haven't been paying attention to to the news with all the hustle and bustle of, of Christmas. So this expectation is that the propaganda is going to get turned up like fire hose style between now and the election in uh, November of 2024. Because we have seen the polls. Polls nationally have Trump beating Biden outside, well outside the margin of, of error, you know, between six to 10 points. Get into some of the swing states. A poll recently in this past week showed that Trump is leading Biden in all of the swing states. However, Trump does have some vulnerability when it comes to when it comes to the, the college-educated independents, right? He, he won those in 2016, but he lost them in 2020. Is he going to win them back? And it's kind of given us this feeling, those of us Republicans who are following along, like, okay, well, you know, this is, this is too good to be true. And we know the history of, of polls, and there's, there's this whole Trump trap that, that is a, a theory going on out there. So with Biden doing so awful, the Biden administration doing terribly, for our country. You know, he is at the lowest approval rating ever for for a president in the modern era. So, you know, he's he's winning awards, right? Doing a great job. Um expect how are they going to overcome this, right? So, what is what is the game plan? What is the strategy between now and and next November? It's going to be propaganda. It's going to be flooding the airwaves with scenes of January 6th. It's going to be you know, lying to the American people at the likes of which we have never seen. We've already seen it multiple times whenever it comes to posting the White House and the Biden administration posting about the economy, the gaslighting when it comes to immigration and the southern border, you know, the the lies that are being told to us regarding whether or not they are interfering and, um, you know, with natural gas or oil and gas production here in the United States, you know, whether they are acting not holding up their oath to the United States and whether or not they are actually acting against the best interest of the United States. And if you are not diligent, if you do not do your perform your own due diligence, then you may fall victim to the propaganda that is going to be coming in 2024. To me, like many others, that is the only way that, that they can turn these, these polls around if these polls are actually accurate. Now, I don't truly trust the polls because of the history of the polls, and and I think that they can be skewed, and I know there's statistics and everything that go into how these things are calculated, but you know you can you can fudge numbers right to make the statistics work in your favor. So I kind of believe a little bit in like in the Trump trap theory that's going on out there. But there are so many people, the ten percent that could get swayed election to election, that depending on who they listen to, are going to get swayed one way or the other. And you yourself, not only for this election, but for future elections, need to be on guard. We as a culture, a society, need to be on guard from what is being told to us. How are we being informed? You know, if one side says this and the other side says something that is the opposite, how do we know what is true? We have to be diligent. We have to go and do our research. We need to find the sources of truth. You know, as much as we love the, those who are in the media, whether it's a podcaster who gives you the news, whether it's a podcaster who gives you their opinion, whether it's a news anchor or, or an opinion person on, on a cable news network, 
we need to be thorough ourselves. And it's going to take effort. There's going to be sacrifice, right? But if you truly care about the future of the United States of America, that is what is going to have to be done because this is where we are. This is where we are as a country. The, the I guess the veracity of, of politics has led us to this place. The seeking of power, as I've talked about in multiple episodes of this podcast, the seeking of power is putting everything, everything could possibly, you know, be a method used in order to gain power. We've seen just in the specifically regarding Trump that the whole Russia collusion was all about winning and power for Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. We have seen the lies that were being spread for, you know, power and control when it came to COVID and the CDC and the American Academy of Pediatrics giving up all of their legitimacy and credibility whenever it comes to uh, transgender and everything like that, that they are taking the side of, of that issue in support of it instead of actually acknowledging and, and also for regarding COVID took, you know, stated that kids six months old and, and older needed the vaccine when that is completely untrue. So the seeking of power in this country has caused multiple uh, institutions in our country, multiple positions of power to crumble. Like, I don't know about you, but I can no longer look at the CDC and the Academy of Pediatrics or the American Medical Association and truly believe what they are telling me. Now, maybe I was naive before and just believed what they were telling me, but I was, you know, I assume that they would want to be telling us the truth and right and working in the best interest of those that they advocate for children or, you know, all humans in the, in America. But it has been revealed over these last seven years that that is not the case. Power is what people, a lot of people are after and they will do anything necessary to gain control of that power. In 2020, all of the headlines are towards this, the January 6th, right? To the insurrection or to the rioters, however you want to frame it. However, what's been lost in the conversation since Biden really this first year in office is what happened when it came to the mail-in ballots during that year. You know how the state of Pennsylvania changed their rules without following the proper protocols to do so in order to receive more or in order to um, invoke, is that the right word? (laughs) In order to allow the mail-in ballots to be um, put in place. Like no one talks about that anymore. No one talks about that form of election interference. You know, there's been plenty of though of discussion about the FBI basically playing mind games with Facebook and other social media companies and Twitter through the X through the Twitter X um, Twitter files that were released with Elon Musk and those three primary or four primary journalists, uh, Matt Taibbi being one of them and what was revealed there, like the mind games. And so the laptop was, was suppressed just weeks before the election. So for those of you out there who watch this video or who, and believe that, oh, you know, Trump is guilty and everything. Or for those of you who, you know, are tired of maybe hearing about Trump and all the chaos that swirls around him, the mud, the dirt, 
just remember what has actually taken place from 2016 to today in these last seven years. And then ask yourself, with all of those things that have now been proven true that were once denied, that were spit out as propaganda on the news, on various podcasts, on different social media platforms, ask yourself, if they would do that then, why would they not do something like that now? And then beyond this upcoming election, think of future elections. If they are, if, if the Democrats are this hungry for power, this hungry for power, whether you are a moderate Democrat or all the way to the, to the extreme of being a, a super left-wing liberal, why would they not do that now in this election and for future elections? They have power now with Biden. What makes you think that they're not going to do whatever they can to keep control, whether it's with Biden or someone else, and prevent who they are calling Donald Trump, prevent him who they are saying is an insurrectionist and a tyrant, a fascist. They want you to believe all of those things are true about Trump so that when you step into your ballot box or do your mail-in voting, that you will say to yourself, hmm. You know, the possibility that Trump is a fascist and a tyrant because of who I've listened to, I think is very high. So regardless of, of the state of the economy, super high inflation, regardless of trying to uh, letting illegal immigrants just walk across our southern border, regardless of you know using up our oil reserves, strategic oil reserves, and regardless of shutting down oil production for the for our country so that we are less dependent on on other countries on international countries and you know therefore we have you know we can rely up rely on ourselves to supply our, to supply instead of being you know at the mercy of of other countries who are not our allies but you know because i believe of i believe so and so on the news i believe trump is a fascist and i think that is most uh detrimental to the United States of America. So I'm voting for whomever in the Democrat party. That is their goal. They want to rule by fear. They want to rule by fear. I've, I've talked about that in previous episodes. Go back in the library and, and please watch, please listen. Fear is a powerful motivator. And if you did a side-by-side -side of the message being delivered from the Republican Party. And not every Republican is perfect. I don't even like all of them. And then you compare that with the message that is being delivered daily by members of the Democratic Party. Democratic Party is about fear. The Republican Party is about hope, is about restoration of this country. And fear allows, if you allowed your, if fear is an element is already a way for control to be given to someone else. If I make you think and fearful that if you go outside, you're going to get hit by a truck, are you going to go outside? No, but you're going to give your uh, personal personal responsibilities of, of protection to me, to me. And that is the game that is being, that is being played. What is rightfully yours, you will give over to those who are in power through fear. So I believe 2024 is going to be a propaganda machine coming from all different sides, all different angles, 
360 degrees in 2024 like we have never seen. It's going to be like a firing squad of fire hoses just spewing out propaganda all between now and the election of 2024. Because look at what is at stake. Look at, look at where the Democrat Party has positioned themselves. They, they position Trump as a tyrant, an insurrectionist, a fascist, a dictator. Right? We've heard this for seven years, and now they're ratcheting it up again because we're getting more and more into the election cycle, and they're seeing Biden's going farther and farther down in his approval ratings. And they want to control you with, with fear. They want you to believe that if Trump was in office, don't look at what actually was done from 2016 through 2020. You know, the progress that was made in this country, the great things that happened in this country, how wonderful things were. They want to rule you and control you by fear to forget what was good and believe what could happen, which isn't going to happen, but what they want you to think will happen if he is given another four years. So guard your minds against this propaganda that is to come. I think that is the playbook between now and next November for the next 10 and a half to 11 months. It is going to be propaganda with the likes of which we have never seen before. And yes, it is not enjoyable to have to go and fact check on your own certain things. It is not, it's not enjoyable, but if, as a citizen of this country, as someone who truly legitimately cares about the future of America and actual a prosperous future of America, that's what's required of us. That is what is required of us. We are going to have to sacrifice a little bit of our own time, of our own personal enjoyment to sit there and keep track and make sure that we are not buying into what is being put out there and giving up control of this country and the wonderful aspects of this country because we believe a lie which will create fear, which will then lead to control. If we want to preserve the, the greatness of America, and it has slipped a lot in the past decade or two, we need to do what we need to do what we should have been doing over that same time period. We need to put ourselves second, let's just say. We need to make a sacrifice and make sure that we are guarding our minds against what is being put out there, that we are seeking the truth. Even if that means holding, and especially if that means holding those in our own party accountable, right? They are, they are not faultless, right? Republicans are not faultless. So we need to do our due diligence, seek the truth, and do it in the name of preserving the United States of America because if you're looking from now, the last seven years, and then into the future for the next four, what leads you to believe that what has been told to us from the Democratic Party is true? And what leads you to believe that they're not going to be acting with bad intentions now and into the future? Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counter thought CEO or on Facebook 
at Counterthought Podcast.